Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central podcast brought to you today by E4. And uh, today I'm in conversation with Carla de Abreu, who is Business Development Manager at E4. Hey, Carla, it's uh, good to see you uh, again. We've uh, been trying to record this. We've been trying to record this podcast for a couple of weeks now, but uh, load shedding has been uh, getting in our way. But uh, the lights are on, Carla, so I think we may actually be able to do this today. What do you think? Fingers crossed. Let's do it. So, um, Carla, we recently had your your colleague Andrea Tucker on the Tech Central podcast to talk about regulatory technology. That was a really interesting discussion. So if you did miss that, I uh, recommend going back and having a listen to that. You'll find it in the podcast section on Tech Central's website or just go to podcast.africa and it will take you straight there. But today we're going to be talking about reinventing document management. Um, Before we get there, Carla, though, uh, do you mind just perhaps giving us a quick recap about of E4 and what it is you guys do? Of course. So E4 is an IT company. We specialize in digital transformation. Mm-hmm. We effectively have five different sectors. We've got the reg tech sector, which Andrew would have spoken to you about, and that's around onboarding and regulation technology. We've got the data division, which is really, we have about over 150 searches and we're the biggest data aggregator in South Africa. We've got the prop tech division, which is the division I service. And that really is around the conveyancing and the registration of a bond. Then we've got our platforms, which is our direct to consumer market, where directly you can apply and have access to the E4 systems as a customer. And then finally, we've got the international sector, which is really new and exciting. And we're using some of our products in the international market in terms of the conveyancing and keeping really close to what they're doing overseas. Oh, interesting. Which are some of the markets that you operate in internationally? So we currently have a really uh, big opportunity in the UK that we are exploring and we're in partnership with one of the big banks there. Oh, good. UK. Interesting. Okay, so document management. Um, uh, this is a, a subject, uh, uh, Carla, that you get very excited about, and um, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to uh, get some of that excitement rubbing off on our on our viewers and listeners to this to this podcast today. Um, there's some very interesting aspects to the to the field of uh, document management that we're going to unpack. Um, so let's let's get into that in some detail. Now, I imagine, Carla, that um, document management is not a, a simple subject to tackle. Uh, In fact, the more I think about it, the more I realize that there's probably a lot of things that can go wrong in the process um, and uh, ways that these things can become very uh, complex very quickly, particularly if you work in a heavily regulated industry, I'm imagining like banking and financial uh, services. Is this the case? Is uh, is document management a hellishly complicated subject as I think it is? So it is complicated, but you can effectively break it down into all sectors. Okay. It's the generation and the fl- filling in of the document, signing a document, storing the document, and then um, make it accessible and you can retrieve it at any stage. So those are the main components that comes into document management. You want to make sure that you've got the correct document signed and access to that document. Mm-hmm. You, you know, in a, te- in, a, in a technology, in a sector like PropTech, you are effectively different players you've got the buyer the seller the bank the deeds office the attorneys the home you know different players so in order to have effective document management is very important to make sure that it's transparent to all the different parties and that everyone can have traceability throughout the process 
We're going to get into the, the various product offerings that uh, E4 has in the space in some detail a bit later in the podcast. But um, I wanted to um, I wanted to ask you sort of perhaps a, perhaps a gen- generic question, general question to to start with, and that's um, why companies should take document management um, seriously. Is it something that actually could be a competitive advantage for companies if they take it seriously? So, I mean, document management is effectively your contract between multiple parties. You want to make sure that the clauses are correctly defined, everybody understands, and it's clear so that later in the process, you don't have issues or disputes or people um, breaking the contract effectively. But if you haven't managed your document from the generation all the way to validation, you then break chains in this link of is this a valid document and will it stand up in court? Will it stand up legally? Do I have a foot to stand on if um, bridges the conditions in the contract? So having effectment management will save you a lot in the long run. Mm, so it's almost risk uh, alleviation in a way. Risk, of, uh, not avoidance is probably not the right word, but but um, risk. What is the word I'm looking for, Carla? Risk. Uh, Adversity or avoidance, a risk avoidance uh, strategy. Yeah. It's more, more to do with that than competitive advantage. This, because if you if you get this wrong, um, it's got very serious impact on your business, right? Yeah. A competitive advantage just comes to how effectively you manage it. You know, you can have document management. You are, um, you know, where you're generating documents manually, where you're validating them manually, where you're still retrieving the papers and storing that. I mean, that's document management, but is that the most effective way to do it? And that's where you get the advantage. Understood. Understood. Okay. So what are some of the other advantages that document management, or should I say, when I say document management, I think every company is involved in document management. (laughs) Maybe I should say effective, efficient document management. Uh, What what other advantages does that bring bring to you as an organization, apart from the ability to make sure you have accurate records and uh, and that your uh, documents and your agreements are are, are safeguarded and and secure? Uh, Beyond that, what what are some of the impacts that um, organizations should be looking for when they engage with E4 in a conversation around document management? Of course, you need to make sure you're compliant. So are you properly compliant? Is the right data in the documents protected? Have the parties in the document known that what data is stored on their behalf? Um, Do the right people have access to this data? Can you retrieve these documents at a later stage easily? You know, is the validity of the document authentic from the beginning of the contract to the end. You'd imagine in a home loan that contract could last 20 years. So you need to make sure that the the motion in which that document was generated and signed was at a, as, at a quality that it's still valid 20 years time, you know, to make sure that you've got an electronic original in a court of law of this document. You know, the signaturing that you've applied to it, are you using the right types of certificates for the right types of documents? Are you using, you know, there's multiple different types of electronic signatures. Are you applying the right rules on your documents to make sure that they airtight when you do need to call back to them at a later stage? We've heard for for decades, in fact, about the paperless office, um, and I've, I've never I've never seen it. I mean, I work in not directly in IT, I'm in, in the journalism media space, but um, I'm in the tech space and my office is full of paper. Um, I'm not sure what your office looks like, Carla, but um, does this uh, allow organizations doc- advanced document management solutions? Does it advance the case of the paperless office or uh, do you think the paper is always going to be with us? Yeah. No, of course, it's exactly what we're trying to enable. We're trying to make sure that you can go paperless, but still have the compliance and security if not better than what a paper trail would give mm. you 
Are we advancing the paper documents? Are we making it better? And that's exactly the technology we want to make sure we have in place. You know, we've noticed already the banks are um, open up to paperless. We're noticing government institutions like the deeds office are starting to investigate what's happening in the paperless solution. So I think the world is there. I think COVID has um, accelerated people moving more to a paperless and more virtual and you know remote signing and remote working, um, which is probably one of the positives of COVID, which is difficult to say, but I think it would be, you know, it's it's helped the industry evolve. And I think our products and our technologies that we've been working on for many years are now at the best time to be implemented. So Carla, you mentioned uh, you mentioned what the law says about electronic do documents and document signing, but what are the laws that are applicable here? Which which legislation uh, should companies be aware of uh, when they're uh, implementing a document management solution? So the biggest uh, law that you need to measure to is the ECT Act, which is the Electronics Communication Act, and they they validate three types of signatures. The first one is the little tick box that you have on your terms and conditions. People don't realize it, but that is a form of signing a document. You know, when you little tick on, yeah. when you tick that, um, that's a form and the ECT Act validates that as a form. Then you've got electronic signing, which is effectively an personal mark on a document. So it can be your name, it can be a scratch, it can be an X. It is an intentional by a human being to sign a document in their capacity. And then lastly, the most secure one is advanced uh, electronic signing, which is, you know, there's a company in South Africa, which is Law Trust, which issues a digital certificate. And then that means that document is then signed with the um, electronic suit wrapped around it to make sure that it's in an advanced state. And certain documents do require that. It just really depends on the type of document and the type of contract. So when you issue in credit, you need to have an, an advanced electronic document. Um, but different types of contracts don't require that. And they do just have an intentional mark by an applicant. So if you just write your name at the bottom of a document with your finger, it's an electronic. It just depends on the legislations per document. Understood, understood. Okay, but it's mainly the ECT Act or the Electronic, what is it, Electronic Communications exactly. and Transactions Act that uh, determines exactly. this. Does the Act actually determine what type of signature should go with which type of document or is that left up to um, to other legislation or, or, or regulations? I think it's left up to other legislations and it's also left up to the company's appetite for risk. So mm -hmm. what level of risk are they willing to take for what type of documents? Effectively, it's your contract. So if you don't have the right level of security and it's going to be held into disputes, what comfort level do you have that you are signing it with the correct electronic certificate? Mm -hmm. All right. So Carla, let's go through E4's offerings in the space. You mentioned that there are four broad offerings that, that E4 has. Yes. Um, now, I know you've got a product called StoreDoc, and that's your, uh, that's your flagship product, if I can call it that. Um, is that a good place yes. to start? So uh, StoreDoc was our first product. It got launched in 2010. So it's been around a long time. Because it is our flagship product, we make sure that we're always investing and in making sure the technology is updated. Quite recently, we rolled out to one of the biggest financial institutions, the last one. So we effectively have all the banks using StoreDoc. And StoreDoc is the shell that holds all these other products together. So what StoreDoc does is it makes sure that the right documents are uploaded at the right time, the right level of people have access to the documents. StoreDoc also works for both electronic documents and paper documents, ensuring that you have an authentic document that can be stored and validated through a really complicated rule 
tools engine that we've built in in the background to make sure that you're FICA compliant, the application documents are adhered to, and the rules around those documents are met. So Storok is the first layer of these multiple layered solutions that really effectively mm. have transitioned document management. Okay, interesting. Now, is this a cloud-based solution? Do you, do your clients install software on, on, on their premises? How does it work exactly? So it is web-based. Uh, we, we are investigating cloud-based. Oh, some of our products are at the banks. We, are, we get audited. We need to make sure we're compliant to their rules and they haven't opened up cloud-based. But we are always keeping up with that technology. And as they allow it, we'll happily move over. We are ready. We've um, researched it. We've made sure our technology is prepared. But in the meantime, it is web-based. So it's a, web, it's a website that you go to and you can upload the documents, sign them, generate them. But it's not cloud-based currently. And that's not because of the limitation of the technology. It's more in terms of um, the bank's regulation and requirements. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's StoreDoc. Now, you've also got something called AutoVerify, which is some sort of uh, verification uh, product, I take it, that, 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 that checks whether the details in the documents are accurate and the people signing them are who they, who they claim they are. Is that, is that a correct interpretation of what the AutoVerify product is? AutoVerify is the newest baby in the suite. Um, it's really exciting because we're using machine technology, we're using OCR technology, really using the best of breed. And what it does is exactly what it says it does. It replaces a human having to verify a document. So what it would do is it would scan a document, lift certain clauses, make sure that matches to a third party data, make sure it matches to source data. It also validates IDs and proof of residence to make sure they're authentic by looking for certain security markers, making sure the data matches, the data extracted. And we do a triangular match against home affairs data. You know, we do have SearchWorks, which is a data We've got direct APIs into Home Affairs where we can retrieve your ID number, your marital status, your PIP and sanction screening. We can even retrieve your photo from Home Affairs and then match your photo to the photo on your documents and really mitigate risk to make sure that these documents that are sent through are not only checked by a human and passed, they're actually scrutinized to a, a deeper level. Okay, so the auto verification, how accurate is it and at what point do you have to get a human being involved? So we're currently um, at around a 90% accuracy, and that's just because there's a machine learning capability. Um, sometimes there's certain clauses, certain checks that a human would allow that the, the institution has told us not to allow it, but then when the client disputes it, then we have to uh, build those rules into cater for that. You know, it could be something like a comma versus a dot in a number format. Is that allowed? Isn't it allowed? But as we roll it out, we're teaching the machine to start becoming more and more accurate. So we're quite confident with the accuracy rating. Um, we haven't picked up any disputes yet that we haven't been able to teach the machine to get over. You know, as we implemented it, we need to match the thresholds of the institution that we are uh, implementing it for. So for example, certain banks might be more the way a name is written out, it must have capital letters, it must be this, where other institutions, they might accept different characters. So auto-verify mimics your rules and your human and how they've been trained to accept and reject documents. Effectively, you know, saying these are your thresholds and how can we make sure that we can um, check the documents 24 hours a day, giving mm. immediate feedback without relying on a human. Great. 
So, um, with the machine learning model, I presume, Carla, then it, it's going to get smarter in, in time and that accuracy rate will creep up to 100% yes. or close to 100%. Probably will never yes. quite get it's there. It's our newest product. Yeah. <laughs> We've only rolled it out for two big instances. Really, we only uh, went live in May with it. It's very new, exciting. We're investing in it. It's come out of our POC and our pilots, and we're ready to go into full straight through processing, uh, which is exactly where we want to be. So we're very excited to see uh, financial institutions be open to this technology. Great, great. Well, let's let's quickly deal with the last two uh, product offerings you have. Uh, <laughs> that's DocFusion and ProSign. Uh, take us through those two quickly. So, I mean, those two are actually in the beginning of the document management process. Oh, I got it all the wrong way around, Carla. I should have started with first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, DocFusion is really right in the beginning. And what it is, is a, it's a world-class It's really amazing. It allows for multiple templates of a document to be stored. And then that document can then be uh, filled in and generated for different parties. So, for example, um, in a home loan, you might have a juristic, a natural person, a marital. Those different templates need to be managed. And you need to make sure you're using the right template for the right participant. Also allow them, because um, they're being generated by the not by the bank, but it's the bank's documents, you need to have them centrally managed. So the addition changes or clause changes, instantly we can change it and push it out so that all the attorneys get the latest version of the template. And that's effectively DocFusion. It's the first step in generating and filling out the documents. And then right. ProSign is exactly what it is. It's electronic signing. We've got different flavors of ProSign. We've um, the device, which is an impression device that you plug in and they come in and sign, which is um, currently being approved by financial institutions. But because we also do, uh, do it, we do work through Law Trust, we have allowed an email link to be sent out where you can sign a document digitally that it doesn't require the presence of rule, uh, the NCA Act. Certain documents need to be signed in the presence of the attorney. So they have to come in and sign on the device and ProSign caters for that. But other documents can be signed in the comfort of your own home. So they can sign on a device or a tablet that has the impression marking. And then finally, which is something quite new that we're busy researching, and it also is to meet both requirements. COVID has enabled the uh escalation of this is where we introducing a video component signing so it meets the in the presence of I can see you I can consult you but you're signing a document in the comfort of your own home and that's fairly still researching it and making sure it meets all the compliance rules but that's where we'd like to go with document signing mm -hmm. great Carla um before we wrap, uh, you've mentioned that uh, all of the big banks, if not all the banks in South Africa, big and small, are your clients. Um, but I'm guessing you don't only cater to the banking sector, um, but you cater this, these solutions cater for other industries as well. Where where is E4 strong? Who which industries do you particularly uh, play in, and uh, are there particular industries that you're looking to grow into going forward? Effectively, you know, as we we started off as a conveying special products were really centered around the property sector but as we've evolved these products and these technologies we've identified that these products can be used in any instance where there is a need to generate sign and authentic documents so wherever there's a contract wherever there's clauses that need to be accepted these products can can work just as easily across sectors you know where there's multiple parties that need that traceability of that document to make sure that it was so in an instance of um uh, insurance space where you've got to sign that document, you've got to make sure it's authenticated, someone's checking those doc 
document and then they're storing it and recapturing that data. That data can be electronically captured and verified and uh, that document can be approved within minutes. So, you know, insurances, cell phones, really any industry where there's a need to generate documents, these products can be used. So Carla, before we wrap, um, how do you work with your clients? I mean, you, you've mentioned that um, you've got a lot of clients in the financial services space, uh, but what does a typical client engagement for E4 look like in document management? Um, how, do you, how do you engage with a client and, um, and eventually uh, hopefully sign, sign them up as a client and, and deliver services <laughs> to them? Take us through it. So, I mean, E4 is a service provider. We're not known to sell documents and implement them and just drop them and go. You know, we partner up with our clients, we cater for their needs, we provide them services, we host it. And in order to make sure that those services are maintained and grown with the clients, we have a dedicated team of uh, developers, architects that build, you know, we've got really product focused teams, but client facing services, which is really a fascinating market because it allows us to service our client directly, build relationships with them, but also in the back end have a product centric to make sure our products are built bespokely enough for each client, but also uh, at a core has the best of breed technology. So the best way to you know engage with us is get hold of me. I can come out, do a demo, understand, partner up with you and see exactly where our services can suit you. So I'm happy to share my details. You will meet with me. Once we've agreed to the product and the solution you want, we'll put you into contact to a business unit manager who really will be dedicated to servicing you. Once you've got something, they'll take on your enhancements and your BAU as you go. I'll continue to meet with you. We have um, a really advanced account management structure. We've got our MD, our CIO, really then on our quarterly business reviews with each of our clients to make sure that it's a partnership and we're offering the service that is expected of us. So, um, you know, once you become a client, the floodgates are open of all our different products. We will continuously, you know, have engagements with you to show you what we're doing, what we're not, but we'll work really closely to understand where your gaps are. And I think that's what makes us a little bit different. We don't just sell products and say, use it. And, you know, we sell services, we sell industry expertise. We understand how products and technologies evolve. And, you know, sometimes big organizations take really long to develop stuff in-house where we've spent multiple years building these products. We've been around, I think for 21 years, we had a big, COVID, um, we didn't get to celebrate, unfortunately, but we, uh, we've been around a long time. We focused on technology. We've got mm -hmm. some really exciting products. We've got a dedicated R&D team. So effectively, it's as simple as that, getting hold of, I'll come in, we'll do a virtual demo <laughs> and we'll just work really closely with you to understand your needs. And then you know, if it's something you want, if it's something you don't want, we'll get into contracts and negotiations and then effectively you'll be on, on board clients. Fantastic. Have, Sorry, Carla, carry on. <laughs> I was say, we do have, uh, what also makes us really special is not only the service as a customer, we've got uh, a training department, we've got a, a support department, we've got a security department, that as you come on board as a customer, all these services will come part as the product. So, you know, uh, we've got something called eAcademy that you can sign on once you're a customer and get to understand the changes in the products, the enhancements, um, if you've ever got new users coming into your organization and they need to learn how to use these new products monthly, we have courses that are available. Um, our support team is really well run. We've got snippets and walk me's that you can do chat boxes or you can phone us and understand if you've got any enhancements or requests that are just day-to-day -day stuff as opposed to the monthly operational and accounts meetings that we'll set up with you.
Fantastic. Uh, Carla, as you can see, I haven't kicked the paper habit yet, so I need to come, I need to come and see you and uh, yes. I need your help. <laughs> really <booking> session. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Excellent. Carla, fascinating uh, conversation, fascinating insights. Uh, I, I know you were threatening to give away your contact details. I'm not sure how much you want to share on this podcast. E4's website is e4.co.za. I don't know if you want to share your email address or even your phone number, Carla, mm-hmm. with our audience. So up to uh, you. No. And I'm happy to share my email address. Right. It's uh, cdabriel at e4.co.za. Sorry, so say, that, say that again, Carla. C. Dabriel, so my name and surname, at e4.co.za. Great. I'm just going to spell that out. That's C-D-E-A-B-R-E-U. That's C-D-E-A-B-R-E-U at e4.co.za. Or e4.co.za is the website if you want to learn more about what e4 what E4 does, and uh, particularly in Carla's uh, segment, if you'd like to drill down on that, I'm sure you'll find plenty about document management on the E4 website. Carla, thank you so much for sharing your insights with Tech Central's audience today, and all the best. Thank you. Thanks, Duncan.